Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you know. You can use your words, use your hands. You can change the world. Just pretend, express yourself, take a chance and It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. And we're going to be speaking with a few very incredible people who are experts in those topics. Yes, we have such a terrific lineup today. First, we're going to be hearing from Charles Orgman, founder and CEO of Greening Forward. Greening Forward serves more than 1,500 young people directly by providing them with the tools and resources they need to take on their green campaigns to the next level. With the support of over $30,000 in mini-grants from Greening Forward, their 110-plus curriculum resources, their Young Environmentalist Youth Summit and Mentorship, their youth have led projects that have impacted 10,000 other community members, planted 500 trees and 200 Oh, 500 plants and 200 trees, recycled 30 tons of waste, monitored 11 streams, installed over 100 rain barrels, built over 70 compost bins, and saved over 100,000 gallons of water. Wow. (laughs) I'm very, very impressed. Yeah, that is truly amazing. And we here have the pleasure of personally talking to Charles and learning more about his mission. Charles is a junior at Mill Creek High School in Dacula, Georgia. For those of you who don't know where exactly Dacula is located, which includes myself, it's just about 35 miles northeast of Atlanta. Originally from Florence, South Carolina, he grew up in a rural community where he spent much of his time on his family's farm until he moved to the suburban community of Gwinnett County. However, he brought with him much of his appreciation for nature during this move and troubled by a school's littering and lack of environmental concern, Charles formed a student action team. He eventually wanted to empower youth groups through many projects so that they would start their own groups. Created Greening Forward, which offers many grants, recognition, civic engagement curricula, skill building workshops, and an online platform for idea sharing for young environmental change makers everywhere. Charles also advises a number of youth service nonprofits, including Youth Service America, Earth Force, the Zero Footprint Foundation, and the Gwinnett children's shelter teen board additionally as if that wasn't enough he serves as an as an advisor on the model atlanta regional commission and the seventh u.s congressional district student board charles enjoys spending time outdoors with his family and hanging out with friends welcome to express yourself hi uh, it's a pleasure to be here and so i'm really curious about your whole 
really, really cool project that you've been doing, Greening Forward. And how old were you exactly when you started this movement? I was about 12 years old when I started Greening Forward. Wow. And what inspired you to start Greening Forward? Noticing my school's littering problem Mm -hmm. really made me feel like I I had to do something. In fact, it first started as a requirement. My school actually required service, uh, students to complete service hours. So I began looking and paying more close attention to my community to figure out what could I do with this assignment area and really a part of my life and who I am. And I think that's so inspiring seeing youth uh, making a difference just because I'm sure, as you know, Charles, we've worked together in the past. I think that it's really important to have young children and teens volunteering. But anyways, how would you define the word environmentalist? In an increasingly interdependent society where human and ecological systems are really coming at forces against one another, I think environmentalist um, has had this cast upon it with many different kind of definitions. But ultimately, I think they all tie back to understanding that you and I are just a couple of people and that the world holds 7 billion people. And no matter what, we're going to have to find a way to meet the needs and resources of all these people and sustainability, environmental sustainability is the way that we can do that. Yeah, I definitely, oh, sorry, continue. So, well, it's just about saving us, not really saving the earth. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, in biology class, we always learn about population and the problems with 7 billion people and how our earth is changing to sustain that number or not sustaining that number. And what, what do you believe are some of the most pressing, pressing issues our environment is facing? Food distribution. How are we growing foods? I think that um, we're trying to figure out ways to grow food more cheaply, but what does that really mean for our health and human wellness? Mm -hmm. And how does that impact the environment by using pesticides and this positive feedback system of putting in pesticides, creating more resistant insects, genetically modifying organisms, and then also seeing the products of the um, meat industry and this uh, pesticide industry affecting our water quality systems and also our air quality system. Yeah, I definitely agree with all that that you just said. Um, I'm a vegetarian myself, so I'm very concerned when it comes to what I'm eating and where it's actually been. And I promise, Charles, I have been paying attention the past few months that I've been working with you. But what does Greening Forward do to help the planet for maybe some of our viewers and listeners that don't know? Well, Greening Forward is helping young people really tap into this energy that they have. Right now, we're facing a really interesting time in history where there are more young people on our planet than any other time before. That's a bunch of untapped creativity and um, goals and energy that could really be put towards positive issues. And the fact is that research shows that is in every single young person. And the most popular energy that people have about creating change around young people especially is the environment and helping animals and creating a better planet for all of us. So Greening Fort really taps into this movement and the potential of that and sort of connects the dots. Young people helping young people get to where they need to go or where they want to go and helping uh, our planet. Yeah, and I actually haven't heard of Greening Forward before, and I'm sure there are a ton of people like me, and your movement is so important, and your program is so important. And so how can young people get involved with you and Greening Forward? There are resources that are available on our website at www.greeningforward.org, greeningforward.org. And it's pretty easy to get in contact with us if you're one of those youth groups out there that are really trying to take your environmental club or maybe it's something that your Boy Scouts troop or your Girl Scouts troop is doing or uh, anything that is really young youth driven and helping the planet. We're all about that and helping young people really uh, take, take, the, uh, take that off the ground. Charles, what do you like most about working with Greening Forward? 
Um, I get a lot of energy from the other young people who also have energy. And I think once you get tapped into an organization like Greening Ford, you find out that there's a lot of people just like you who are going through the same things um, and same experiences. And you meet some of the most amazing people in the world. And I, I say this time and time after again, I'm an environmentalist because I love people. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I love working with some of the most amazing people in the world. Mm -hmm. That's definitely uh, a new way to think about an environmentalist. And as you said, you get to work with some really amazing people, but who helps support your Greening Forward movement and how? This year has been a really game-changing year. We've actually received a $68,000 grant from oh, State wow. Farm Youth, Youth Advisory Board grant um, to help us work around water quality issues by bringing service learning and youth voice into the classroom across the country. Mm -hmm. Moreover, we're actually a lead agency for Youth Service America's uh, Global Youth Service Days. So an organization, organization that just works with young people, but an organization that's run by young people every single day um, to help coordinate service, environmental service projects for youth across our country and communities. Moreover, well, we also have a board. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are involved in this process as well, besides the people that help fund us, our board, our staff, our youth council. Well, it sounds like you receive a lot of support from your community and people across the world, but do you ever get burned out for working so much? Uh, <laughs> I think we all do at some point. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, uh, but life... Um, I look, I have, when I do get burned out, I do have a lot of opportunities to look back and think of all the fun things that I've done and have been able to do and all of those great experiences. And then, yeah, and I'm sure that exhaustion is just so worth all the hard work that you get accomplished. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And who are some people that inspire you? Um, someone that has actually helped me, one of the uh, adults that have helped me when Grading Ford was very, very, uh, uh, before our really inception, um, and helping me really shape this idea, um, and take it to the next level myself was actually a mentor to me, Dr. Lisa Bardwell, who's actually the CEO of Earth Force, and I serve on Earth Force's board of directors, as you mentioned earlier. Um, I, I also find a lot of inspiration from some environmentalists in the field like um, Van Jones and um, Lisa Jackson, EPA Administrator, or former EPA Administrator. So, oh, that's, that's great. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? Since you're talking about all these inspirational people, I'm sure you have a ton of great quotes. Don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And what advice would you have for other young people with big dreams? Similar to me, I would say find a, an adult that um, you can trust and um, that really believes in you. And because um, truly projects like Green Forward don't get accomplished without really effective youth adult partnerships. So I have an additional question. Uh, if someone wants to attend the summit in March in Atlanta, Georgia, which I will be there, I am so looking forward to it, counting down the days, how would they join? Because I'm sure there are some people that will be really be interested in it after hearing about the cause and will possibly want to join. Um, sure, absolutely. Our Youth Summit is a really neat opportunity to network and um, build capacity around youth-driven environmental projects. And we're expecting over 140 young people to be there in uh, Beaufort, Georgia, which is right next to Decula, Georgia. Both of them are 35 miles northeast of Atlanta. Um, you can go to the website at... Um, it's the International Young Environmentalist Youth Summit. So quite a mouthful. The acronyms of that, or the acronym of that, is I Y E Y S, and then it's webs com, and and students can register there. And is this the first summit you've held? Oh yes, actually it is. Um, hmm. So the part of 
this game-changing year and looking at all of the funding resources we were able to leverage this year, we were able to do a lot of things we haven't done before. So this is our first international youth summit, and we're having young people as far and wide as Canada and China coming. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's really, really neat. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the planning you had to undergo with this project? So our staff team um, really developed an agenda. A lot of our staff are presenting. So for us, it was actually pretty logical and pretty easy to fit the pieces together um, on how we were going to do this. Um, the, the venue that we're having this at, we've had a long-standing relationship with the Gwinnett Environmental and Heritage Center, which is a beautiful facility that's um, LEED-certified, um, largest sloped vegetative roof in the, roof in the southeast, um, tons and tons of space. And then also the young people that we work with, um, we work with 1,500 young people. So trying to find 140 <laughs> of them to uh, come to this youth summit was not a problem. In fact, um, we were we were aiming for more like 120, and um, that num the number keeps going up and up, even as more outside influence has really been uh, um, pouring into this project. I really hope that our listeners will make an initiative to save the planet after hearing about your experiences firsthand. www.greeningforward.org. We have to take a break, break right now, but I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juan. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. My name is Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juwan. We have another exceptional person here today with us. Rita Marie Johnson is part of the Rasser Foundation International. After learning that Costa Rica didn't have an army, Rita Marie Johnson moved there 20 years ago to help strengthen its peace model. She succeeded in that endeavor through the Rasser Foundation, which she founded in 1997. Now she serves Rasser Foundation International, abbreviated RFI, which she 
Founded in 2009, Johnson's work has been inspired by the poem Rasser, written by Ro- Roberto Brands Mason in 1946. The poem tells of a teacher, Rasser, who comes to a village and awakens the children to the wisdom and compassion in their hearts. In 2000, Johnson wrote The Return of the Rasser, the story that holds an answer to our education in our time. This led her to write and produce the musical entitled Rasser, decreed an event of national interest by the president of Costa Rica. Created by Rita Marie under Rasser Foundation International. To initiate Be Peace in public schools in Costa Rica, Johnson founded an Academy for Peace in 2004, which trained over 600 teachers in a 40-hour course. As a result, almost 18,000 students have been positively impacted. Annual evaluations revealed that bullying, intolerance, conflicts, and violence had diminished. Conduct reports decreased as well. Further training was provided to select teachers known as rasters so they could teach B-Peace in their schools. In 2005, B-Peace won the Ashoka Changemakers Innovation Award, building a more ethical society chosen from 79 projects in 32 countries. Johnson introduced B-Peace in the United States in 2008 and began training rasters who now offer B-Peace courses to schools and the public. Foundation's course in 2010 at the UN-mandated University for Peace, where international students received two graduate credits for the course. By May of 2012, the first B-Peace pilot at Oakley Elementary in Houston was deemed a success. Now, B-Peace is spreading rapidly throughout the nation and has been introduced in five other countries as well. Please welcome Rita Marie to express yourself. Hi, Rita Marie. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Well, thank you. You're so impressive. So I understand that your work with Be Peace began in Costa Rica. So what motivated you to actually move there? Well, as you mentioned in my introduction, um, I heard that someone, or actually someone told me that Costa Rica didn't have an army. So when I heard those words, uh, a light came on in my heart that's never gone out. Now, I'm not opposed to armies. You know, in our work, we're not against anyone. We're just for everyone learning to practice peace. Uh, So although I'm not opposed to armies, this um, was such a unique idea because for the first time I could imagine a national model of peace, and I I just thought that was uh, something that was worthy of further investigation. So that's why I moved to Costa Rica. And once you did get to Costa Rica, what inspired your work to continue? Well, you also mentioned uh, in my introduction the poem Razor. And this is a a wonderful poem that essentially points to the wisdom and compassion in our hearts as the focus that was needed in education. And since the poem was written in 1946, and then the army was unexpectedly abolished in 1948, uh, it seemed to me like this poem just had a lot of power, uh, that it was prophetic in a sense. And when I looked deeper into the poem, I saw that the principles of peace education that I was longing for uh, were all right there in the poem, that Razur, this mysterious teacher, was pointing to wisdom and compassion as the keys to peace. And so after Understanding that, I began to look for methods that could lead me directly to my wisdom and compassion. And in that search, I discovered the Institute of Heart Math and their research on heart-brain coherence. Uh, they have methods they've developed for tapping this, what they call heart intelligence. And so from them, I learned how to achieve heart-brain coherence, and that led me to a feeling of peace and a more direct path to getting to my own wisdom. So that discovery was huge in my life. It really shifted who I am and how I, how I show up in the world. But there was still a missing piece for me, and that was the how-to of compassion. I had heard about Marshall Rosenberg and his method called nonviolent communication, and I took a course from him where I came to realize that universal needs are really what connect us as human beings, and that by naming these needs in our language, we can actualize that connection. And when we do that, our hearts 
tend to open up and suddenly we find ourselves being more compassionate. So I found that this language that Marshall had developed of universal needs was the how-to of compassion that I'd been seeking. So in essence, uh, what happened for me is that the poem Razor inspired me to look for ways to embody peace through wisdom and compassion. And then I found the how-tos for that uh, through the Institute of Heart Math and Nonviolent Communication. Thank you so much so, for that information. Um, but what are some of the most important achievements of the Rasser Foundation of Costa Rica? Well, probably the most significant achievement is that we have a four-year commitment from the Ministry of Education to bring the BPs practice into every school. You know, as I learned about heart math and nonviolent communication, I put those two methodologies together into the BPs practice. Then we began teaching public schools, and now, uh, as of December 2012, we have a four-year commitment to bring it into every school. So, in combining heart-brain coherence and connection in public schools, we have the opportunity to model uh, the impact of peace practice uh, at the national level. So, we're very excited about that. Another significant achievement was the, the creation of a ministry for peace in Costa Rica. In 2006, we initiated a bill for a ministry for peace in Costa Rica, and it was endorsed by the administration of the president at that time, who was Oscar Arias, a Nobel Peace Prize winner. So we worked from 2006 to 2009 to get that bill passed, and finally it did pass in 2009 without any opposition. So that was a, a major achievement. And we also worked uh, to establish through that bill that the Ministry for Peace would facilitate a network of nonprofit organizations. So we initiated this network of nonprofits for peace in Costa Rica. Uh, and now the Ministry for Peace facilitates their meetings. So what we were aiming for was a holistic model of peace. And so we had the B Peace Practice which is peace from the inside out. And then we had our Academy for Peace teaching this practice in the public schools, which is peace from the grassroots level, or what you could say bottom up. And then we also had the Ministry for Peace, which was peace from the top down. And then this network of nonprofits for peace working together with the government, with the new Ministry for Peace, is what we call the all around. So we had peace in our model Peace from the inside out, bottom up, top down, and all around. A very holistic national model of peace. So that's that sums up what we've been working to do in Costa Rica. So what do you see as the most important thing we can do to create peace in our world? Because as a teenager myself, I know that I want to make a big difference. And Be Peace seems like a great organization. So that If we can help people to make the shift from their negative feelings back into peace efficiently and reliably. And if we do that one heart at a time, that we'll have peace on earth. So I have this, this vision of people being trained in the BP's practice all over the world. And because of the kind of communication ability we have in our time, uh, like we're using right now, uh, we are able to to talk to people around the world. I have one of our certified teachers in Africa that I talk to regularly, for example. So I'm just imagining hey, this. Yes. Um, thank you so much for all your great information. And unfortunately, we are out of time. But again, thank you for sharing some of these important tips that will help teens create peace in their communities. Thank you, Catlin. I've really enjoyed being interviewed by you. Thank you so much. And you can visit her website to find out more about this organization and the humanitarian cause she supports at rasterinternational.org. And that's R-A-S-U-R-I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L.org. Keep visiting us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Caitlin Darrow.
And I'm Young Juwan. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com and this t- radio program at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check us out at Tumblr at tumblr.com slash blog slash be the star you are radio. And we'll be back with the artsy gifts. Don't go away. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow, and our show today is centered around Greenpeace. We've heard some fascinating accounts from Charles Orban and Rita Marie. So, Young Ju, you're actually going to be talking about the crafty side of the environment, right? Yes. I especially love this week and this topic because I'm such a huge advocate for Greenpeace and all resources. It's awesome when you can create something new and innovative from trash. As they say, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. So do-it-yourself projects, otherwise known as DIY, have become increasingly popular, and I find that a positive sign for our future. And I have a couple craft ideas to help you get started. I'm sure you guys have all had that supposedly useless glass jar. This can be a jam jar, milk bottle, honey jar, and the list goes on and on. These jars are one of the most versatile things ever. They're of optimal size to hold a variety of different things. During the summer, I went to a small retro cafe, and the cafe sold pudding in these small jars that look almost like mini milk bottles. After washing the jars thoroughly, I now use them to hold things like paper clips and tacks. There's a line of these on my windowsill, and I never knew organizing could be so beautiful and easy. Jars can also be used for decoration. When we had a church get-together a while back, there were these large, curved, sparkling cider bottles. After we finished about three or four bottles, um, people were fighting over who got to take these home. After washing and taking the tag off, these bottles can create a cool atmosphere for your bathrooms or living room. And here's one last suggestion with jars. As I've mentioned in one of my previous artsy gift segments, jars are perfect for little containers of positivity and happiness. My year-long goal is to write down little events that brought a smile to my face on a sticky note. It's a very simple yet meaningful project. And by the end of the year, I'll have a jar full of metaphorical smiles. I'm already looking to January 1st of 2014. Recently, I've been looking for a laptop sleeve because there have been just more and more occasions where I need to bring my laptop along. I was searching online, and these simple sleeves cost tons and tons of money. The Etsy community has a hundred or maybe thousands of handmade sleeves that can be easily made at home, too. If you have any fabric that you don't need and a button, you can easily fashion a laptop sleeve yourself. 
It was a cool project that I undertook, and now I have a beautiful and unique case that didn't cost a penny. When I went to Korea during the summer to teach English, I received a very special gift. One of the mothers of a kid in the program decided to make all the female teachers bows to pin in their hair. These bows were so artsy and better than the ones they sold in stores. It was extremely touching that this mom made them herself, too. With a little fabric and a metal clip, the possibilities are endless. And I've seen girls transform newspapers into amazingly fashionable nail designs with the help of clear nail polish. Elastic straps can be transformed into useful hair ties. The store Anthropology always has the most creative and stunning window displays made from ordinary objects that they don't need anymore, like string, old books, and beads. People always think that making crafts is so difficult, but it really isn't. I love the beauty of crafts and art because you can transform something so ordinary into display of creativity and resourcefulness. We all strive to be individuals, but why not start by taking one man's trash and making it your own treasure? Awesome. Thanks for sharing your creative insight. I'm actually looking at a lot of household items very differently mm-hmm. now, like you know, the <laughs> newspaper and the jars. I really, really love that nail polish yeah. idea in Pacific. Well, actually, in fifth grade, my dad found this old um, dollhouse. It was a wooden dollhouse at a thrift store. And it was a small little dollhouse, but it was made with un- it was an unfinished product, I guess. And we spent a couple weekends painting it and finding furniture and little dolls. It was just a really fun project to do with my dad oh and I'm sure it was really great for bonding as well yeah (laughs) it's great and artsy stuff like that it's really fun to do with friends and family so I would suggest that for your next friend get-togethers yes I'll definitely have to keep that in mind for all those (laughs) rainy Saturdays but (laughs) where's a good source for do-it-yourself materials if you don't have things like leftover fabric and jars at home Well, thrift stores especially are a great place to look for things that you might not have wanted before but are really cool to add and embellish to your crafts. And I know in um, where I live, there's a lot of stores where they collect fabric and buns and other things like that. So I'm sure if you search up like craft stores, like secondhand craft stores, I'm sure something will come up. Yes, definitely. And even checking out your local Goodwill, you can find yeah. really, really neat things that you can kind of just make your own with a little bit yeah. of paint or some gems, like you said. <laughs> but what are some essentials that all people interested in DIY should have? Because I definitely want to make myself a little toolkit so I can get started in this. Yeah, especially um, now, I think that the do-it-yourself Um, projects are increasing and it's great but some essentials that I would say would be like um, a hot glue gun so maybe some cool markers and maybe a couple jars and lots of buttons and just things that you have at your house that you don't think will be useful otherwise like aluminum is always nice paper clips yeah Okay, so if I'm interested in buying do-it-yourself goods, but I'm absolutely terrible at handiwork, what should I do? Because this describes me perfectly. I'm not very crafty or artsy myself, but this is really such a neat thing that I do want to try. Yeah, especially. um, So one suggestion I do have is the website I mentioned earlier, which is Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com. And Etsy.com is a community where people... um, put their crafts out for sale and they have so many diverse things from like website designs for blog blogs and they have clothes jewelry kitchen stuff so pretty much everything so you can definitely find something that you are interested in buying there and if you are really good at making jewelry or paintings you can sell it there and if you are interested in selling it I would definitely look into that website and it's in an international website I know modcloth.com sells handmade clothes. Yeah, and so there's a ton of cool um, communities where you can get some handcraft stuff, even if you're not good at making it. Oh, well, thanks, Young Jew. And mm-hmm. I am a pretty big fan of Etsy. I've actually bought a few different vintage clothing on yeah. there, and you just find really unique things. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends uh, started a little business on there last summer. And she made a lot of profits on it. And it was something that she Mm. loved. She loved sewing. So she turned it into a business. 
Wow, yeah. I love how Etsy, with Etsy, that's possible. So people should definitely check out that community because it's really, it's not that expensive to buy things there. And there are some really cool things that you can't find anywhere else. Yes, everything, most things are one of a kind on there. But mm-hmm. how should I get started? Well, people always look at art as if you're doing something with your hands. But art really isn't that. And art is a form of personal expression. So I would just say to find something that you love, whether it be writing or photography, and see where it takes you. Unfortunately, we are out of time again. Thanks so much, Young Ju, for sharing some very creative craft ideas and tips. And I'm Young Juan, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Caitlin Dara. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. But don't go away because we'll be right back with a first look at the presidential inauguration. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at the Voice America Kids for Express Yourself. Express Yourself gives youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. So today has been a very informative day here on Express Yourself. And for the remainder of the show, it's at the presidential inauguration and discussing my experience with Young Ju as you all tune in. By this point in the show, I'm sure you know that our theme focuses on peace today, along with green. I thought that sharing my 2013 inauguration experience here on Express Yourself would be interesting to our listeners. Our radio program airs across the globe in 132 countries, so our foreign fans get to hear about this American tradition from a proud American herself. Last month, I attended the presidential inauguration in Washington, D.C. and saw Obama at the public swearing-in ceremony as he became president of the United States for a second term. During the hours leading up to the event, really reprimanding myself for forgetting a pair of gloves, feeling like my fingers and toes were frostbitten, standing in a sea of people shoulder to shoulder with complete strangers, The only thing I could do was smile. But we had one thing in common. We were celebrating. We're all Americans that want to see our country prosper and thrive. And I think that's what truly matters. Four years ago in 2009, I remember watching President Obama as he took the oath of office. 
I was sitting in my homeroom class as a little sixth grader in middle school and one presidential term later, and there I was on January 21st witnessing the historical event live. During my weekend in Washington, D.C., I attended a conference for high school students, which I was nominated and selected for by the Congressional Youth Leadership Council. During the five-day, four-night conference, I interacted with political figures like Condoleezza Rice, who was former Secretary of State, and General Wesley Clark, who was the 2004 Democratic Party presidential nominee. During my stay in our nation's capital, I was constantly reminded about peace. The inauguration itself is beyond just swearing in or renewing a presidential term. It's more significant than that. The peaceful transfer of power is a part of our history. It's a part of who we are as Americans. I only saw it from the news and some of my friends that went, but that sounds like such a cool um, experience that you had. And I read in my history textbook that the official oath of office always takes place during the day and time specified by the Constitution, which is January 20th at noon. Why did the public festivities include an additional oath-taking happen on Monday? Well, a lot of my friends were actually asking this because in U.S. world history, we learned about that. And the 20th Amendment in the Constitution states that the swearing in ceremony will take place on January 20th at noon, like you said. And actually only seven times in our nation's history has a date for a presidential inauguration fallen on a Sunday. So because it fell on a Sunday, the public ceremony was held at the U.S. Capitol on Monday, January 21st at 2013. Yeah. And can you share any other interesting facts about inaugurations that have taken place throughout America's history? Yes, I actually can share a few facts regarding speeches and the length of time that some presidents have. So I learned that George Washington gave the shortest inauguration address in history during his second inauguration on March 4th, 1793, which I thought was really interesting considering he was our first president. And then I also learned, I know this is a very popular fact, you may actually already know this, but William Henry Harrison, he refused to wear a coat and he gave the longest speech, which was two hours, so long. And he actually eventually died a few months later from ammonia because it was so cold out day that he gave his speech that unfortunately he caught a cold. So it was very, very sad that that took place. But lesson learned, make sure to bundle up in the cold. <laughs> Definitely. And ABC News said that the inaugural ceremonies cost around $170 million. What do you think about that? Well, I know that there's a lot of mixed opinions on that because that is a lot, a lot of money. But I feel like all the festivities, including the parade, in the ball it's all equivalent to something like a royal wedding uh, like another country may have uh, and I just think that it's you know an important thing and also because when I was there there were countless soldiers bodyguards and policemen just on roofs and street corners and their money really has to go for security which I think is where most of it goes so I do understand the cost but it is very very pricey mm. Yeah, $170 million. Still a lot of money today. <laughs> and how many people attended the inauguration this year? It was wow. not as many as the first oh. inauguration. But <laughs> apparently the first inauguration had more than that. But I'm not sure on Pacific numbers. But I just know myself being there. People were literally blocks and blocks back. So mm -hmm. luckily they set up viewing screens. I was very fortunate to be pretty close. I got some really nice pictures. So <laughs> I was very pleased with my spot. But again, I had to get up pretty early to get that spot. And out of curiosity, why do all presidents add, so help me God, at the end of their oath? Yeah, well, I know that the additional phrase isn't actually written in the official oath that they recite. And yet they always say it. But it's just a line that really dates back to the beginning, and a lot of the presidents have caught on and continue to say it. So, again, it's just another tradition. Yeah, there's a lot of odd traditions if you look really closely. <laughs> yes. And what was your favorite part of the inaugural ceremonies? I do have to say the ball. I just love seeing the photos from it and the videos that people capture at the ball. I think that it's very, very sweet. And and who plans the inaugural festivities? Well, well, there's actually an entire committee dedicated to it, which I was surprised about. I didn't actually know who planned it either until I read that there's a committee for it. So I think that that would be a very interesting committee 
to actually serve on. Yeah. And who, what, um, did you meet any notable people while you were there? Well, I actually did have the pleasure of meeting Dr. Condoleezza Rice, and I got a very nice photo taken with her, and I was <laughs> able to talk to her and really have a conversation. I met a girl that lives in the Netherlands. I met another oh. girl from Italy, and these people actually flew out to see our inauguration. So I thought that it was very nice that they had such an interest mm. in it. And thank you so much, Caitlin. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today, but you shared so many cool facts. Well, thanks so much, and thanks for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Check out bbtsya.com to keep up with us. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Yang Juan. Thank you all for always tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, or sign up for our free newsletter. You can even make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. Thanks again for joining us, and thanks to our great guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place.